Hey, Marie, how is it going today? How are you doing? It's going pretty good. How are you doing? You have um, some big stuff coming up. Yeah, I'm doing well, but I am super stressed. So <laughs> I've got the workshop coming up. And so that's in a couple of days. We record this on Thursday. So the workshop is this Saturday. By the time people are listening to this, the workshop will be done and I'll be so just relaxed and relieved it's over. Like I'm really excited for the workshop and I was talking with uh, Trina, the co-host about this. Like we're both really excited for it and we think it's gonna be great, but we're also, we just cannot wait for Monday when it's over with and we can just sort of like relax because it's just, it's just so stressful with it all coming up. And especially now, cause I have a lot of content still to put together uh, in typical ADHD fashion. You know, it's Thursday now and it starts in two days and I'm putting together the slides. I'm hoping to put together like a worksheet people can go through. And I'm really just getting all the stuff together so that we can uh, have a really good launch on Saturday. I talked before about how we were gonna be partnering with someone. So we're partnering with a company called Shelpful. The way Shelpful works, they have kind of like a coach that sends sends you like daily kind of little interactive reminders to kind of help you stay accountable, kind of like what we're doing with the podcast, but just in like a text form so that when mm -hmm. you kind of commit to something, it can help encourage you along. So we're going to have the workshop on Saturday and Sunday, and then everyone in that workshop will kind of be divided into groups of like, I think it's like four or five people in each group. And then every day for the next like four weeks, they'll be getting like a little, they'll have like a group thread sort of thing. And then each one of those has like a shelper, which is what the company Shelpful, what they call their helpers. Mm. So they have one person that's sort of like leading the conversation every day. Um, and then I'm working on content so that there will be like little reminders in those groups of like stuff we talked about in the course. Right. So I think it's going to be really cool because I think everyone kind of does this, but especially with ADHD, like you go to a course or something like that, you get really excited, you do it. And then you leave and you forget everything. You don't apply anything. And it's all just like kind of this like, it's like, well, that felt good for the day. And now I'm not doing any of it. But I'm hoping that with this, using this shelfful thing, that'll kind of help let people kind of retain that a little bit more and have some actual, you know, actionable change that happens. And uh, yeah, so I'm really excited to be doing that. But it's also just like, we're, we're just like biting off way more than we can chew and just sort of <laughs> figuring it out. But I think it's gonna be really good. And I'm excited and I cannot wait until this podcast episode comes out because that'll mean that, that I'm done, done with the, the stressful <laughs> weekend. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. I do love that you've got that extra, like the practical component, the accountability component with Shelpful later because you're so right. Like half the time you go to a, a course or it might even just be an online seminar or something or webinar that you sign up for. And then during the actual talk, you're sort of like, yeah, yeah, this is great. And then like you said, it just goes out the window afterwards. So I think um, that's, a, that's a nice sort of extra value add that you're providing, but it's for four weeks, which is not a short time either. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of work because it's you and one other person doing this course, right? Just the two of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the partnership with Shelpful. So there's a, a third person there as well. But just remind me, like, what's the scale of this again? Like how many people, was it like 50 people you said signed up or was it more? people i think we had okay. a couple people that had to cancel so we've done a few refunds uh because yeah. they you know schedules change yeah yeah but uh yeah so it's we're about 50 right now i think you said on a previous podcast it was big enough that people could kind of feed off each other because some of it's interactive mm -hmm. it's small enough that you don't lose the uh the connectivity with with people too because when it's too big you kind of you could feel like oh, i'm just one person in this big group it doesn't matter if i'm not doing anything because I'm not as visible, but when it's a smaller group, people tend to 
interact more and I think it's 50 is a good size. Yeah, I agree. Like 50 is good where you can kind of feel part of the group, but then we're also doing a lot of breakout sessions within the workshop so that people will mm. break into similar to like the shelfful groups. It'll be like groups of like four to five people. So we'll kind of give like a prompting question or a couple questions, and then they'll have like a few minutes to kind of as this new group sort of talk together and discuss it and then kind of like share because I think it's really easy to get lost in the crowd. And so we're really trying to help make it interactive. And I, another thing being that our topic is, you know, about ADHD, so many people with ADHD grow up feeling like isolated and misunderstood and stuff like that. So I think it's really important to help people with ADHD get into kind of groups like that and realize mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm not alone. Like these people get me. Um, we're kind of on that same wavelength. And so that's definitely a big goal of mine with kind of that workshop and any of the yeah. other kind of courses and stuff that I do. I'm really excited for it once we get it going. <laughs> and you know, as you were talking, so I've got your course um, website up on my screen at the moment. And I was just thinking like a lot of people I know on, on Twitter and just in, in my kind of circles are more sort of SaaS product founders. Like it's all kind of software products that we're building mm. and, and shipping. And I was kind of thinking about that as you were talking, because even though this is a course, there's so much of this that overlaps with SaaS. And I don't think that's immediately apparent. The stuff that you have to do to get the course off the ground, like you've got a website and on the website, you've obviously got to communicate really clearly what the value is of the course. And you've got to have a, like a sign up button. You've got to take a payment. It's not, obviously not a recurring uh, revenue sort of payment, but it's still hooking up payments. You've got like this frequently asked mm -hmm. questions thing to say, who is this course or workshop for? Who is it not for? Um, you've got to think about like your refund policy. Like these are all things that people working on a SaaS <laughs> product or some other software product would think about as well. I guess with yours, you've got to think of the actual the content is the thing that is the service in a way. And then the shelpful thing later. But there is a lot of overlap. And we all also have like emails. I had to set up all the email stuff with ConvertKit. So that which right, we, yeah. I totally forgot about. So like the first few people that signed up, they didn't get any sort of confirmation. Like a welcome and email? And so like nothing. They yeah, didn't get okay. a welcome email and they didn't get a receipt because that was, oh. so I, I, I figured that out luckily. And so we kind of contacted yeah, those people yeah. and made sure it was good. But so we didn't have receipts on with Stripe at first. So we got that on. So yeah. people got the receipt and then set it up so that it, yeah, it goes through ConvertKit to get them a welcome email. And then we actually set up a campaign in there because we wanted to send people like a follow-up email that was, oh, speaking of, it's Thursday and I have not sent people, we should send them, I, yeah, I need to get on that today so that people get an email tomorrow to kind of remind them. Yeah, it's kind of like an onboarding sequence, right? Mm -hmm. You signed up, you get some sort of welcome, you get your receipt for the payment, then leading up to the course, which is kind of like for me, the equivalent would be maybe the first seven days you're with Llama Life, like you get an email on day, I think it's two, four, and six or something, but there's a sequence mm -hmm. that we've put together. I mean, you got to do all that too, leading up to the course. So that's your time marker, I guess. But there's all of that to consider as well. So it's it's almost like you put together a full-on product, but then it's over after the weekend. <laughs> and, I, and I guess you can repeat it again. If it works well, you could just say, we already have all the pieces in place. Like we just need to figure out another date that we want to do it. And then the cycle starts all over again with the marketing campaign and taking the payments and doing any refunds that you might need to. You also have to come up with your refund policy. That stuff takes a lot of time. <laughs> I, don't, I think some people don't realize how much goes into a course like this. It's, um, 
even just making the website, I remember, you know, several weeks ago, it was one of your um, commitments that you made. You're like, I'm going to do the landing page this week. Right. Because it's a whole thing you have to put out and figure out what platform you're going to build it on. I mean, obviously you can keep it simple and all that, but you still have to think about what goes on there and the content and being persuasive on the, on the page. And yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot that it takes to make it all come together. And it's, it's easy to be, it's one of those things that's really easy to kind of forget about. And you just sort of like, Oh, we'll figure this out. Oh, and then we got to figure that out. And Oh yeah. And this and that, and there's just so many that kind of pile up, but kind of what you said about like being able to repeat it. We've Trina and I, when we've been talking about kind of this stuff, uh, we've talked about that a lot of like, this is like our learning workshop a little bit because I kind of did that with my mm. course before. I learned a lot through that. And then we're kind of doing it again with this. Like in, anytime something goes wrong or there's something like, oh, why didn't we do that? Why didn't we do a promo video together? Like that's weird that we didn't even think to like record a promo video. That seems kind of obvious in retrospect, but we're just yeah. kind of like taking notes of those things like, oh, yeah, next time we can do this because we won't have to do this other stuff because that'll be done. And so it's kind of like we can have kind of like a round two next yeah. time around and just sort of like set a new date. It's kind of like, um, you know, with a software product, if you launch a, a massive new feature, like that's your round two. Like I'm going to launch a new feature. And with yours, maybe it's like we're going to launch the course again, but we might tweak something and do it slightly differently. That's new and improved. Mm-hmm. Do you ask for feedback at the end? So when people finish the the two day course, is there a feedback form that they could say what What was your favorite part of the course, and um, was there anything you thought maybe was missing or you would do differently? That's definitely something we want to do. So we've kind of we did a pre course kind of thing like that where it's not a review, but it was sort of like asking what are you hoping to get out of the course, what would really help you, and sort of that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And so we've gotten a lot of great feedback on that to kind of help us adapt some of the content of like, oh, you know, a lot of people are really talking. Well, specifically, a lot of people were talking about how important community was, mm. which was like great because we're like cool because we're doing this helpful thing that really falls in line. People are asking for community and asking for accountability and we have that happening already so we've got that going and then like you said we're definitely going to do a post workshop survey so that we can kind of gather more information like what worked what didn't what could we do better next time and all that sort of stuff yeah i'd be super curious to know how the community stuff goes because i think for from a software perspective as well llama life's a productivity tool we've had customers email going alongside the tool, do you have any like Discord or Slack group, accountability groups that Mm. we can be part of? And that idea has been around a long time, but I've just never done it because I'm not sure. A few reasons. One is somebody needs to to manage it because I think a Mm -hmm. community on its own still needs some guidance. And obviously you just need to make sure everyone's sort of adhering to the rules of the community and, and, and making sure it's all civil. But also, I'm just not sure how it will go because I can see people being really excited about an accountability group at the beginning. But as it goes on, especially if it's a four-week thing, I think it gets um, harder and harder, just human nature. And so I'm, yeah. I'm super curious about that because I'd love to add a community aspect to my product. And I know other, other sort of software SaaS founders have been thinking about community as well. If it's done right, I think it can be a differentiator. So not just for your course, but also a, a mm-hmm. software product. But definitely from a course perspective, you're like, we have a course, but we also have this community that is part of the course and cares about what you're doing after you attend for these two days. It is a differentiator yeah. for me and if it's done correctly. You're dealing with human nature, accountability, habit forming, and 
It's uh, it's a very tricky space. I think it's the same with all the productivity tools as well, because you can make a really good tool, but someone still has to use the tool effectively for themselves. So they're kind of half the product because they're coming in and they're contributing to the community or contributing to how they use the tool. And for whatever reason, if they are not showing up, then that's half the product or half the value you're trying right. to provide. Is like, we need you to show up. We need you to do this. <laughs> right. We need you yeah. to engage with the community or in my case, engage with a tool. If you don't use the tool, I can make the tool do certain things, but you still have to use the tool, but also do the task. So with Llama Life, you've got a task list. If you don't do the task, you won't get value from it. It's a really tricky one, but I would love to hear how the community stuff goes because- I think it can be a, a huge differentiator. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for it too. I found out about it. So I interviewed Sharon Pope, who's the CEO of Shelpful. And I guess we're just uh, yeah giving giving them a lot of press today. Shelpful, cool app. Um, but <laughs> I interviewed her on my other podcast, ADHD Nerds. And we were talking after the podcast and she was kind of asking if there was some sort of partnership opportunity we could come up with because she, you know, they've, they've seen a lot of people with ADHD come to their app and without them even asking, they said they just kept hearing from people like their customers saying like, oh yeah, I have ADHD too. And this really helps me out. And so we were talking about if there was something that made sense and I was like, well, I've, I'm doing the workshop. That would be, that would be a good kind of like test bed right there. Cause we're already going to be doing the workshop, talking about strategies and then that would be sort of the basis for what the accountability would be like, Hey, are you applying kind of the stuff we talked about? And like, yeah, just sort of yeah. like helping to remind people and building community that way. Cause yet, like you said, it's community is something I think so many people are now seeing the value of, but it's hard to do it right. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm really hoping that this just like really does well. And this could be sort of like a recurring thing, because I think, like I said before, like community is so important with ADHD. So if we could like, if, yeah, if I yeah. could continue to do some sort of partnering thing with Shopeful uh, that could help people that are looking for that, I think it could be really mm -hmm. great and really helpful for people. What I don't know is kind of what you said, like, are people going to be done? Like if they do like four weeks, are they going to be like two weeks in and they're like, okay, this is great, but I don't, I'm not interested anymore. And right now, I don't know, we'll, we'll find out. Or it could be the opposite. Maybe they do four weeks and they're like, I want to keep going how like can we keep this going somehow and that's something we talked about too like if people yeah. are really into it and want to keep going then maybe we could figure out some sort of plan for that to continue but right now it's just like who knows who knows what's going to happen <laughs> but i'm excited to find out by the way i did listen to the episode with sharon pope um i thought it was amazing i, I love the way she kind of discovered more about herself because she built a product and then just noticed that the customers that were using her product a lot of them had ADHD, so she mm -hmm, started thinking mm -hmm. like maybe I might have it as well. That was really cool to hear that that story. It was a different uh, origin story, if you like, like ADHD origin <laughs> story. Everyone's got their own story on how they figured it out. That was very different. I was like, oh, I haven't heard that one before. That's pretty good. So going back to your community, is your community all in the Shelpful app and service they provide, or do you have a separate Slack group as well or a Discord or something? We put together a Slack community that we're going to invite everybody to. So we okay, kind of have cool. that hub yeah, yeah. and I don't, we don't totally know what is going to happen there. Like we know, like we're going to refer people to it and say, like when we mention resources in the workshop, we'll say those will be posted in the Slack. Mm -hmm. So you can go check those out in the resource channel and, you know, we'll have like an introduce yourself channel and stuff like that. From there, we kind of like, I don't know, maybe people are going to be in and be really chatty and the community will sort of blossom and that'll happen. Or maybe 
they won't. Maybe they'll come in and say, thanks for that resource or whatever, and then kind of be it. Yeah. Uh, who knows? It's it's all kind of a big experiment, and we're just going to kind of see where it goes from there. Have you heard of Circle? It's another community platform, I guess. Um, the reason I bring it up is I was looking at Circle for a potential Llama Life community because everybody uses Slack and Discord, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure it's the right fit for Llama Life just because I find Slack very distracting. Like it's mm. all very quick messages. You've obviously got channels that you can create different topics for different channels, but I just find the way Slack is just, it's a messaging app, right? It's just messaging divided into categories. I find that super distracting, but Circle is a little bit different. It's, it's a bit more forum based. So you can set up a topic and then people respond to that, but it's, it doesn't feel as real time, but it's just, it's more like a forum versus a chat app, if that makes sense. And I like the aesthetic as well. Yeah, I, I have a checkered history with uh, Circle. Um, there's been a few communities I've been involved in that have used Circle. Oh, interesting. I like the like the premise of it and the, the look of it mm. is decent. It feels like an app that should be better than it is uh, to, to, for me. And I think a lot of it just is the, there's a lot of like UI decisions I feel like that look good on the surface, but then actually using it get really frustrating really quickly. And I haven't used it in, it's probably been six months. And so maybe some of that mm -hmm. has improved, but it just feels like there's a lot of little things that are like, kind of broken. Another bad experience I've had is I've been in communities that are really large and I think it's terrible for communities that are large because it just right, it okay. so quickly becomes similar to Slack where it's like if you're if you join a Slack group and then you join in every channel, if it's a big group like every a day later it's like oh all of them have unread. It's, it's just like a mess and that's kind of like circle plus any thread someone creates has that. And so like your number is even is growing. Um, and it may be yeah. that, again, like I haven't used Circle in a little while, so it may be like improving. But my experience with Circle is, is it was just really easy to get overwhelmed and then bail out because there was no easy place to jump in. Right. Okay. Whereas for me, I feel like um, with Slack, I can even if like there's a million unreads, I can be like, well, I kind of care mm -hmm. about this one channel. So maybe I'll just jump in there and kind of like catch up and yep. I feel like maybe I'm floundering a little bit on what it is that I don't love about circle but I just find it doesn't click with me the same way even though like the stuff mm -hmm. you're saying is totally true where slack can be overwhelming because it's just so yeah. real time it feels like circle should be something that I love and it just hasn't ever really felt right when I've tried to use it I don't disagree so my my, my experience with circle is I have been part of one circle, uh, one, two, two, maybe two circle communities. It starts off strong. Like I love the look and feel. Like when I get there, I'm like, oh, this looks really nice. And there's a little bit that says start here, like a little mm -hmm. section where you start and the person running the community can write a description on what the community is about and sort of what the expectations are, maybe post once a day or something like that. Right. But I, I did also drop out of it very quickly. I guess I'm not sure why. Maybe what you're saying is true. Like there's a little, just a little bit too much friction. Yeah, that's the word. Again, just to be completely fair, this was like six months ago as well. Maybe, maybe even more than six months ago. So much, you know, it could have changed since then. But maybe it was just too much friction for me at the time to actually get going. But I still always had it in my mind because aesthetically, like I feel like it really fits the aesthetics of my product as well. Mm -hmm. I also have to be careful with 
because my product is all about helping people focus and not get distracted. And if I choose something like Slack, I feel like it's a distraction because it's a messaging app and it's these quick messages that keep coming in. Whereas I was thinking something like Circle or more forum-based because it seems a little bit more async or a little bit more like here's a topic post whenever you want to. But I, I suppose it comes back to knowing your audience and your product. So in your case, your course is about ADHD and it is about accountability. So you want a group and you do want people to check in every day. So you do want something that is a little mm. bit more real time and you can see what people have done and they can reach out whenever they want and they will be heard. I think it maybe just comes back to knowing your audience and picking the product to suit the audience and what you're trying to achieve with them. Anyway, a circle might be something to check out for some people. It's probably worth a, a look, I would say, to see if it fits, but um, mixed uh, feelings. There is a group that I was that I joined that was in circle that was run pretty well. And so it was by Rob Fitzpatrick. He wrote the book, The Mom Test. And then more recently, he wrote the book, Write Useful Books, which if you're writing a, book, a nonfiction book, it's you've got to read Rob's book. Uh, it's super good. But with that, he has his a community called Useful Authors. And I'm I'm in that community, although I haven't been active there in a couple of months because I have too many projects going on. But one of the things that he did when they because they were in Slack and they switched over to Circle, and I I was okay. one of the one of the people that was complaining at the time because I was like not a big fan of Circle. But one thing he did mm-hmm. that that helped a lot is he I mean he had to be pretty engaged. He would send out. Because uh, you can get like the reminder emails that Circle will send you, but those are always just feel like noise. But what Rob would do is yeah. he would actually like handwrite, like he would write a kind of a summary of the week and he would send it out every Monday. So I still see those and I can kind of see like he'll go through and see what people were posting and then sort of take like some of the few things and it's like, oh, you know, Jill posted about how she's trying to figure out what best cover to do for her book. And here's some thoughts. And so it would kind of be this little quick summary that you could kind of quickly glance at and then it would mm-hmm. you know invite you to be like oh i have some thoughts on that so i can jump back to that post and so it made that little extra step i mean i don't know how how much time he puts into it but it feels like a decent amount because it's a, a well done kind of summary of the interesting things that kind of happened that week because otherwise it's like i can't keep up with all this all the stuff happening in here i think circle could work better if there was some way of doing that and that I mean, that sounds like a lot of work, but if there is some way to do that, I think that helps a lot because the automatic emails just quickly felt like noise. And so I quickly had to turn those off for the circle communities I was in. Yeah, yeah, totally get that. So I think what Rob's doing there is he's kind of adding that personal touch as well. Yeah. He's putting a bit more effort in. So it's not just a notification that Rob posted. It's actually got his personal update, which takes time. It also makes me think, how big should a community be in order to work? Because when it starts to get bigger, then it feels less personal. So maybe with Rob's case, he's trying to bring it back to being personal by sharing his specific update. It's easy for the customer as well to go like, oh, I'm just like a small part in this community. I'm like one person out of 10,000. No one's going to mind if I don't post my update. But when you're one person out of 50, you're like, okay, well, maybe, you know, it's more visible. There's more accountability in the small mm-hmm. group and I'll post. So yeah, it's really, I'm really curious about what is going to make this work and like, what is the size that needs to be? I've seen people also do WhatsApp groups, like communities mm-hmm. of 10 people. This is again for accountability. So I've seen it done with sort of software devs, like 10 devs or 10 makers, like getting together, trying to make a, a software product. 
and they check in every week and if they don't check in or give an update oh sorry every day not every week every day and if they miss a day they have to pay like a penalty or something so there's a financial aspect to it as well people go you pay I think you put 50 bucks in to start or something like that and as if you miss a day it's all manually done because it's only small scale like 10 people but if you miss a day then you get like two bucks or five bucks or something deducted from your 50 and then at the end you get the money back <laughs> something like that there was a financial yeah, that incentive forced accountability yeah 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 so that was a but that was a very small group so I guess what I'm saying is I'm curious about yeah the size of the group the engagement what what would make it work the platform because I just think community is super underrated and if you've got two products that are, are exactly the same or very very similar one has a community and one doesn't then it's a differentiator. It's kind of same with like the branding stuff. Branding can be a differentiator because it makes you feel good or helps, you know, you sort of aspire to be a certain way, like a Nike or something like that. It's the brand, like the shoe itself is a commodity, but it's the brand that is going to differentiate it. So in this case, it's kind of like the community could differentiate something like a course or a product. You've got something extra um, that would make you choose one or the other. So yeah, I'm I'm really really curious about this whole community space, but <laughs> we are kind of coming up on time. Yeah, I was gonna say I think I think now maybe is a good place to wrap it. I know we had we had other topics that we didn't even plan I think to talk about community, but that we're just rolling with it. And I thought that was a great discussion, yeah. <laughs> and maybe we should just wrap it there, and we can get to those other topics uh, next week. Yep, that sounds good to me. Uh, well, good luck with your course, and yeah, this time <laughs> next week you're gonna be all relaxed about it and relieved that it's done and and we'll hear about it next <laughs> yeah, week I, you can tell us next week absolutely yeah i can't wait to talk about it next week and you're getting to we talked about it last week but now you you're actually going on your little uh vacation a little time away so hopefully you're yeah. able to relax well with that and then yep next week we'll come back and we'll both just be feeling nice and relieved and it's going to be smooth sailing i can't wait <laughs> it sounds good okay i'll see you next week then awesome see ya